Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) It's Friday. Yay, we made it. Yay, I know. I feel like we're always rushing at the moment when we have these recordings because we're all like, well, we're all, both of us and producing Mo, are juggling so much. Yeah. But... You know, I just look like a complete lunatic because I'm actually recording this from the global studios. So (laughs) sitting in one of the meeting rooms, I'm running around. There's like seven floors here and I'm running around with a little suitcase because I'm not going home tonight. because I've got a DJ gig later and everyone's like, what is she up to? Like clasping hold of a mic. Is she moving in? Is she moving in here? (laughs) Is she going to start claiming squatters rights? (laughs) Somebody give that woman a large glass of wine, even though we're recording at 1130 in the morning. Um, How are you, G? How's work going? I'm fine. It's all right. Do you know what? I'm gonna be honest it's a real struggle Mm. and there have do you know what it's it's not so much the struggle of the of the job because if this was my only focus sure I would be absolutely fine and I'd be loving it and it would all be great but it's not I've obviously Mm. got made by mummers and the home life and it it is a lot and my brain does feel like it's probably going to explode but I don't want to moan about it because I'm the only one who can do anything about it sure um and that is something that I need to have a little think think about about. yeah do you know what I felt that yesterday actually because I Dozza said to me oh um what's what's happening with kids preschool and I said oh yeah, I need to follow up on that actually because I, th- I thought oh, I'd shit, sent the email. Well. Yeah, so I went back through my emails and I've completely missed an email from the preschool saying, We're really excited um, to meet you on the 22nd of July, which was last <laughs> week, and this was your meeting time. And can you bring the forms back? And I'm like, Just didn't respond, didn't read the email, didn't see it. And I'm like, Oh, emailed her last night going, Please tell me you've still got a spot. I'm really sorry. So we're dropping balls all over the place. Yeah. But also smashing it. Yeah, but also, yes. also yeah. smashing it. So today we're going to do a bit of a different <laughs> Friday episode. Not so much a Q&A, but I guess a bit of a reflective podcast. I think mm. I've, I've been feeling quite reflective recently anyway. And just like looking at how far the podcast has come and how far, you know, we've come as people. And yeah, it's quite nice to sometimes sit back and think about 
how we've got to this place and the moments in our lives that have kind of shaped us to be like this. Mm, yeah, we, we wanted to go back and have a think about the moments that had made us, um, the moments that had shaped us in our childhood years, maybe points in our relationship with our own parents and that yeah. sort of family unit, you know, maybe around the birth of our kids, you know, the real kind of pinnacle moments in our life that have stayed with us and that kind of have, yeah, like Georgia said, have got us to the place that we are today. So, um, yeah, I I really love this process because I'm a, like a, an absolute firm believer in everything happening for a reason. Me too. Um, because it was because it's meant to be. That that's where that's what I how I feel. Do you feel the same? No, absolutely. I I, I'm, I say it to friends, family, whatever, on a daily basis. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be, and it will happen, or it it happened because of this reason. I do. I genuinely do believe that mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason, and um, it, sometimes it does take take taking a step back to realize that certain things at the time that didn't feel great they actually have had a positive impact on your life or Mm. an impact um that has meant that you are who you are today absolutely do you want to kick us off George yeah I mean I I found this quite difficult um to think back but actually as soon as I started talking to James about it it wasn't difficult because there's loads of things that have happened um but I think one thing that really really stands out in my mind and it probably because it happened at the, the time it did as well. So I'm really close to my mum. Anyone who listens to the podcast will know that. Um, but as, you know, every, everyone does probably, when I was a teenager, I wasn't the best behaved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I didn't always do things that my parents necessarily approved of. I was probably quite selfish um, and I didn't really care about the consequences of the things that I did. And, you know, when you look back, I do feel bad about it. So when I was of secondary school age, my mum went back to work full time. She'd actually never worked full time before, but she did it so that they could afford my school fees. Mm-hmm. So now you know you know now I'm a parent I know that sacrifice right but at the time I didn't and um so she was working really really hard and um probably neglecting herself a bit in in all of that and anyway when I was 17 and I had actually met James at this point she had a heart attack and um it was the weirdest, weirdest day because my mum, she's a bit like me actually, never admitted, never admits when she's not well, mm. never admits when there's something wrong. And um, one night it was me, James and my dad were sitting in the living room and my mum said, I'm going to bed. Um, you're going to have to sort out your own dinner. And that is not my mum. Like would, she would never do that. We were all taking the mickey out of her, James included. We're all kind of, oh yeah, whatever, whatever, you know, you just don't, you just don't want to cook for us. And how old were you at this point? I was 17. 17. And I knew there was, I knew there was something wrong because that is not my mum. She's like a, you know, dig in and carry on kind of person. And um, I said to my dad, which is so weird because I was 17. I was like, dad, I'm going to sleep in with mum tonight. <laughs> and he's mm. a bit like, oh, sh- drama, you know, you're being a drama queen. What are you on about? And I was like, no, 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 I'm going to sleep in with mum tonight. Um, so I did. And I woke up in the morning and she wasn't next to me and I came downstairs and she said I just really I I don't know what's wrong I just really don't feel well so I went upstairs and I 
phoned 111 is that the NHS number and I I explained to them what was going on and they sort of said to me um you know how old your mum and at the time she was 44 and what's this and what's that and asking me like various things and I went downstairs and I exaggerated and I said to my mum and dad right they've said we have to go to the hospital straight away they hadn't said that they hadn't but I said no they said we have to go to A&E straight away so we did and anyway it turns out she had a heart attack oh my god George yeah and if I hadn't have done that then who knows what would have happened because we got to our local hospital which was in Orpington and within I think it was about five minutes she was in an ambulance going up to King's College in London to have heart surgery and wow. me and my dad were in the car, like following her, you know, well, obviously not following the ambulance, but you know what I mean? Like following her up there. And I remember she turned around to us. And I'll never forget this. And she went, am I going to die? And oh at that moment, I mean, I hadn't even considered any of that because I, I was just in like fight or flight mode, you know, like we just have to get this sorted. And it, it has stayed with me because I mm. think from then on, everything I did not and not everything I did but everything I do I really do value the time that I have with my with my parents Mm. and you know I think from that moment anyway from that moment she didn't work you know she had however long however many years off work um and we spent so much time together and I was at you know I was at you went to uni and and I stayed at home because I wanted to spend time with my mum, not just because of that, but I just valued the time. Mm. And so from then on, I think our relationship just got so much stronger and so much better because I was so aware how important (laughs) she was to me. Mm. And I still feel like that now, you know, like there's been times when we've maybe thought about, I have lived away from home, but I've always made the effort to come back. But there has been times when we've thought about moving abroad and that is always a consideration in my mind. Mm. Always, always, Mm. always a consideration. Um, It's not necessarily I wouldn't do it because I wouldn't want to, you know, because I'd miss my mum too much, but I do definitely spend a lot more time talking to my mum a day doesn't go by I don't chat to her you know and I and it it is probably when I look back it is probably that moment Mm. um that that yeah that kind of shaped that for me and kind of highlighted that importance that it's not just about you you know like Mm. the world doesn't revolve around you and there's lots of other people around you that you you know if they if they weren't here you would be like devastated and it kind of Mm. just I guess made me realize that um that's really incredible that's really incredible and um to actually have that moment of um you know such such like something that could have been so horrendous something mm. that could have been so horrible for you to to yeah. to go through that with your mum but actually you know your mum was really lucky she survived and then mm. something really beautiful was was born out of that which was the realization mm. about how important our parents are but especially during our teen- teenage years I think we take for granted just how yeah. much they work for us how hard they've grafted the fact they're dealing with their own relationship maybe if they're exactly. still together or if they've got their own struggles if they're a single parent kind of take it for granted because we just expect them to be there we're just grumpy moody muted teenagers aren't we exactly yeah and I think you know had it happened at any other point in my life I don't know what impact Mm. it would have had but because it was in you know those teenage years when you know there's so much going on it did definitely force me to take a step back and realize a lot about life and also the, the role reversal as well I think that's the other thing 
I was, it was always, you know, my mum was in my, my mum and I was the daughter. And then it almost kind of flipped. And it's kind of a bit like that now, you know, I'm always on at my mum. Have you done this? Have you done that? Have you been to the mm. doctors? Have you, you know, and it's that, yeah, it's, it's the role reversal that happens. Mm. Mm. We asked you guys to send in the moments that made you as well. I'm just going to read a few of them out. Uh, Rosie says, when I became a single mum, that's the moment that really made me. Um, yeah, wow. I can imagine. This is from Lauren. The arrival of my daughter in the birth pool after a difficult first birth with my son in theatre and two rainbows in between, I felt like a warrior and also the hugest relief of my life. Yeah, wow, that's incredible. Um, Six cycles of IVF, two miscarriages and finally becoming a parent via adoption. What an incredible story that is. We'll be right back after this short break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Zoe, tell us about your moments. Uh, do you know what? I'm going to kick off with something that happened in my teenage years as well, actually, because um, it was the real, it was like the, the, the first point that made me feel like I had to go on a proper journey of self-searching and self-discovery. And I think at the age of 14, I wasn't really emotionally mature enough to be able to deal with that. So something happened between my parents at that age. My parents were madly in love, but I had a really idyllic childhood. I was really, really lucky. Um, you know, me and my sister got on really well. We had loads of fun friends, like everything was going really well. Then something happened quite privately between my parents, but the impact of what happened in their relationship completely mm. sent me off the rails and at the age of 14 I went from really really respecting my parents to completely losing respect for them mm. um, and the relationship was completely burnt I suddenly felt at the age of 14 that I didn't because of the, the struggles that they were going through I suddenly felt like I didn't have my role models as my rocks anymore yeah. and as a result of me you know learning what was happening to them um, as a couple, I completely rebelled. And, and, and I went down a really horrible path of um, loads of drugs. You know, mm. I started experimenting in, in, in various different types of drugs. I was going out and drinking a lot of alcohol. I was losing interest in things at school. I was really sporty. And then suddenly my focus was just about basically self-harm, you know, by, by drinking drugs. Yeah. And also, I think sexually I started to experiment things that I shouldn't have done you know I lost my virginity I I I just 
I started to lose complete control of everything that I thought I knew. And it was really frightening at the age of 14, 15 to be dealing with these emotions, to not be able to articulate them to my parents. I didn't really have anybody that I could talk to. I was hanging out with a crowd of people that were, you know, the fun time crowd that were were doing all kinds of things. And I just, I really lost myself um, Mm -hmm. actually. And it was really frightening for me. And I think a lot of people listening potentially went through what I did, but at the time- as a teenager, I just didn't know what was right and what was wrong. And I, I really, I really, really, really went somewhere that I was really dark, especially with my sexual relationships. I, you know, I just had such little respect for myself that I was sleeping with inappropriate people, feeling horrendous after it. I remember going through a period of sleeping with men and then just crying for days afterwards, just being like oh, no. one night stands here and there. But yeah, but it was all tied up in this feeling of being completely lost and wanting to, like I said, almost self-harm because I didn't feel worthy because I was worried about my parents' relationship. And it was just, it's just really scary. Um, but it's that that age mm. as well, 14 is like such an, a, it's a weird age actually. And you're, you know, you think you're, you know, you think you're, you're a grown, you're a grown up, but you're mm. really, really not. Mm. And then I guess to have something going on with your parents who, like you said, like they, they're your rocks. It, it's not, I'm not saying it's not surprising that that happened, but mm. I do think you should not yet, yeah, you know, you shouldn't be hard on yourself for that mm. happening because I think it's quite a natural kind of reaction to something like that happening in your teenage years. Yeah. And I completely like when I reflect on it and look back on it, I completely get it. You know, they couldn't parent me because they were trying to fix them. Yeah. And I know that now, but at the time you don't, you don't realize that. So you feel abandoned and you feel like you feel very alone. And, and we, and actually in the last couple of years, when I've done this inner child work, I've gone back to that person, that child age 14 to try and heal her. That's where I've gone to because that was really the starting point of all of the troubles that, you know, I went through for the next sort of three or four years until I could kindly get, get, get to grips of things again. But it was really interesting that, you know, when um, Caroline Britton asked me to find my inner child, she was 14. I was immediately back there again, looked the same, you know, sounded (sighs) this, I could picture what I was wearing. And that's, that's the person that needed all the healing. And I I actually think, we're quite triggered by stuff that happens in our childhood that maybe we don't um, revisit that comes out again when we become mothers. Definitely. You know, when we become parents again, suddenly we're back there and all of the things that I did, I don't want Kit and Luna and Isla to go through. I want to try and protect them from that. I want to try and teach them things that I maybe wasn't taught or, you know, do things differently. So I'm really aware of it, but yeah, yeah, it was a big but, lesson. Yeah, and and it's so good that you've been able to do that work though, because I think that the danger in you know that when something like that happens is that mm. people just bury it and bury it and mm. bury it. But the mm. fact that you've addressed it and you know what you know you you need to do in order to feel better mm. about it, and also going forward with your own children, um, I think it's amazing. So. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> Should we read, read some, some more out? Yeah. <laughs> Let's read some more out. Um, this this is this is actually I, I like this one a lot because uh, it's a small thing, but obviously it had a huge impact. There was a toddler having a tantrum in Waitrose car park. Her dad started walking to the car with his back turned, thinking she'd follow. The car she was stood behind suddenly started reversing. So I stepped between them, the little girl, and hammered on the boot to make them stop. Everyone was fine. Poor driver was a bit shaken. And that was the moment I knew I was ready to be a mum. 
Oh my god, I've got goosebumps. I know. You can just imagine. I know, I know. And it is it is sometimes like those really small moments that make you realise, oh, I you know, I'm ready for this. Or you just realise your strength or you realise your power or whatever. Yeah. Um, in those small moments. I mean, that's yeah. it is a small moment. It's a second, isn't it? Or probably two seconds yeah. of, of your life. Um, but obviously forced her to think. Yeah, definitely. Um Someone here said leaving Colombia, falling in love with the British, uh, a British, falling in love with a British, maybe a British man, maybe a British woman, we don't know, and having an Australian little son. Oh, wow. That's a a lot of traveling. That is a lot of traveling. It's a lot of air miles. Um, Had just graduated with a law degree, couldn't see myself in that career. And my mum and I had a conversation on the train to Bath going shopping, and she convinced me to go into teaching. Her main point being three months off a year, spend time with your future kids. I was 21 at the time, lol. I'm now a new mummy and so grateful for school holidays off. That train journey changed the course of my life completely. Very grateful I can be with family and also have a career I love. Mm, Wow, I love that. Um, This one's from Lorna, a surprise pregnancy at 25 with a guy that I'd known for two months, four years, two kids and a house later. And we are still here. Go Lorna. That's amazing. (laughs) I love that. I do. Um, George, do you want to tell us your your second moment? Yeah. So this is, I guess, well, there's two points to this, I, I would say. So... James and I have been, well, we've known each other since we were 17. We, you know, moved around a lot, had a lot of time being by ourselves and having lots of fun and never really, I mean, I used to tell my mum that I didn't want to have kids a lot. I used to say a lot to her a lot, mum, I don't want to have kids, but mostly to just to stop people asking me all the time when we were going to have children. Because um, we, I think it was about nine years before after we met we had kids so it's a long time um but there was a time we were living in Glasgow um and I obviously had no family around and I felt really really tired really rubbish really low and then I realized that my period was late and I thought oh my god like this is it you know we're gonna have a baby and so in my head I I guess I I knew then I was ready mm. and then about I didn't do a test and I can't remember why probably just because I hadn't didn't go to the shop to get tested. but in my <laughs> in my in my head I, yeah. I was thinking I was thinking about it and I remember being in the cinema and the whole time not watching the film just sitting there thinking about what was going on inside my body and then like literally a couple of days later I came on my period and it was a really heavy heavy awful period and for the first time ever I was upset to have that period um and I thought oh my Mm. gosh like this is it this is you know we're ready like we're ready to have children now because James felt the same way but James's job is like so unpredictable and he ended up not getting a contract and where we wanted him to get one and we were living like miles and miles apart I was working in London he was living in Cheltenham his money had been slashed in half like you know so many things that you would just be like no way no 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 now is not the time now is not time to have kids there's so much going on not even living together um and then I was at work in London and I felt really ropey and this is so odd because I don't really know how I got away with this but I literally just got up from my desk and went home (laughs) 
I didn't tell anyone what I was doing. I Pre-COVID? Just, I, Pre-COVID, obviously. This was like, God, yeah. wow, however many years ago. I got up, went home, got on the tube, got on the train, got home, phoned my mate who... Um, who had kids because I knew she'd be around like more not for her to come and see me but just for a chat and I said oh god you know what? I just had to come home I don't know what came over me I just felt so awful I just had like a rush of like nerve like anxiety almost like I just have to get out of here I need to go home I just need to do it she said that's really weird you're not pregnant are you and I was hmm. like no of course I'm not don't be silly she was like right where are you I said I'm at home she said I'm okay I'm gonna come over I'm gonna bring a pregnancy test no honestly you really don't need to do that like I'm definitely not pregnant anyway she turned up and she had a two-year-old with her and he he'd done a poo in his nappy and I physically threw up I was like (laughs) oh my god that is (laughs) where you hung over that is disgusting that is absolutely rank what the hell but while I'm throwing up she's like here we go do a pregnancy test and I did the pregnancy test and I was pregnant and I was pregnant with Axel so I was literally vomiting at my future life like oh my god God, but I was pregnant and it couldn't have happened at a worse time practically Mm, yeah but look here we are two children later and it all worked out and I think that has just taught me that any any decision you make in life, absolutely any, that decision was taken out of my control. And mm. had I have had my control, I wouldn't have done it. But how stupid I would have been to not have done it. Yeah. So course. now, any decision I come up against, I just think oh, there's just there's so much in taking risks, and there's never a right time. So I mean, that is have that's, to go for it. That's the thing, isn't it? You can plan and plan and plan, but yeah. you know, when a baby wants to come, a baby will come. Exactly. You can't can't plan that part. And it's so fortunate as well in some ways. Like, had we ever wanted to try, would it have ever happened? Because we might have both been so stressed about it. It wouldn't. So there we go. And my lovely Axel was born. The favourite child. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So you go, you go. It's going to your moment. Let's just, I'm just going to read this one out here from Gina. Being diagnosed with MS as a newlywed, life was put into perspective and I knew what mattered and the situations, people and things in life that didn't now my husband kiddies and my inner circle are where it's at oh, wow yeah that does put things that. into perspective yeah it really does um I think my final moment um and it links into Dozer, but it was when my dad died and I think and and, and it might be weird me saying that but my dad was the most incredible man I grew up with the best father like brave kind caring, loving, supportive, you know, he was just an absolute hero, a legend. And everybody that knew him and met him would say, and people come up to me in the street that met him, you know, like if I ever go back to Tenston where I'm from, people are like, oh my gosh, Zoe, oh my gosh, we miss your dad. He was such a wonderful man. So like, that is, that is the man. And when he died, and I know that nobody wants to tell their child that a parent is going to die, but I genuinely at the age of 30 hadn't even conceived for a second that my father would die or one of my parents would die you don't even Mm. see it do you You just think your parents are always going to be there and it was almost like my like my world completely imploded and I really really didn't cope with it um losing him in such a sudden way it completely rocked me I lost my job at take me out the same week you know I lost my dad I went into like a really dark hole and Mm. and it was a really long journey to find myself again without him um and 
and also the horror of it like actually physically seeing him you know lying in the chapel of rest at the hospital oh not getting goodness. there in time all of that stuff it really haunted me i went into therapy for two years i had an amazing therapist who basically saved me and um and almost two years to the day is when i met nearly is when i met dozer again and i'd been fucking around with all these guys and you know really not respecting myself enough to choose the right person that would love and adore me but choosing people that i wanted to fix and this pattern that i was doing that i've been doing for however many years and when i met doz i thought yeah he's a different man because there's a few more brown envelopes that arrive at the door now i'm married to doz <laughs> my dad would never <laughs> let that happen but his kindness and his his humor and his goodness is my father and i chose i know that i chose the right person because even though my dad never met him my dad would have loved him um and so yeah that that for me led me to doors you know really yeah. did oh my god that's literally giving me goosebumps well, i, I do yeah. yeah i mean it's like it's like you know no one ever wants to imagine that happening and it's almost like when the worst thing that could possibly mm. happen to you happens mm. i get you realize how strong you are and you realize who you are as a person and obviously what mm. you needed mm. and i guess had you met you don't know had you met Dozer like three years before mm. it might not have ended the way it has but because of everything that happened to you you knew you knew like you you knew what you needed and you knew what you wanted yeah and I was a completely different person afterwards a better mm. you know a better person I'd done I'd done the work I needed to do the work I finally feel like myself for the first time in my whole life, you know, since being with him, since coming out of therapy. And, you know, so I guess that's that's what happened when I lost my dad. I had to like front up to all of my demons and go there. Um, yeah. yeah, so a, a good result out of a tragedy, really. Um, yeah. Let's read a few more out. This is from... Um, I think her name is Giliola. She always messages us, actually. Academically, always brilliant, both at school and at university. Top of the class, book smart. Completed my MBA and was really happy about it, but nothing in comparison to when I became a mother. I thought I'd experienced toughness, but it was nothing in comparison to motherhood. Motherhood is the roller, roller coaster ride that has made me into the person I am. Every single day, keeping my shit together for my daughter and husband are the moments that make me. I know it sounds stupid, but mm. becoming a parent was a huge game changer. It doesn't sound stupid. No, it's not. I mean, I think we could, you know, anyone listening to this who is a parent will, will agree with that. Yeah. It's absolutely not stupid at all. I love this one. Um, ex-husband telling me I have no drive I now have a successful career and bought my own home yes go here is the birdie <laughs> and I'm flicking it to your yeah. ex-husband <laughs> um listen thank you so much for all of your messages around the moments that made you um we we're, we're going to chuck in and do a few more of these because I think it's, it's actually just a really nice moment of like reflection and looking back yeah. at your past and realizing why you are where you are today so thank you as always we would love you to rate review subscribe and follow the podcast and if we haven't read out your moment that made you we will do some more of these because we've really enjoyed it um, and any other suggestions for topics that we could cover in these Friday episodes it doesn't have to be a QA, and a it could just be something you want us to talk about please just drop us a DM it's at Made by Mummers or if you want to get in touch with Zoe at Zoe Hardman and we will be back on Tuesday see you then Made by Mummers is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the wonderful Imogen Hart Insanity Group Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.